And honestly speaking, as a parenting coach, you often get children or parents of children who have grown up and maybe they're teenagers and they complain that they expect a certain type of behavior from their children, which they don't see. But actually, um, you think that did that parent themselves um, model that behavior for the child? And sometimes they haven't. So it's hard to, to then expect the child to be um, displaying that behavior. Assalamu alaikum, peace be with you. You're listening to Cup of Parenting podcast. And I'm your host, Aisha, a pediatric speech and language therapist, mom of seven and parenting coach here in the UK. Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. This is episode 23. Today I'm going to be giving you seven strategies or tips to help you on your parenting journey and just make it a little bit easier for you, inshallah. So the first tip I'm going to give you is to be consistent and to set boundaries beforehand. Now this is something really important because as you know, children thrive on structure um, and predictability. So it's really important that they know what you expect of them um, before you expect it from them and to avoid any problems later on. How can you do this? You can do this by being clear and consistent with them and letting them know what you expect from them and letting them also know what the boundaries and limits are to doing a certain thing. Also use positive reinforcement. So rather than focusing on punishment, focus on um, using positive reinforcement and encourage good behavior from them and also reward them when they are doing things right. So they know that this is what the good behavior looks like. You can also encourage independence according to their age and ability um, and that's obviously going to be different for different children. Um, so once you've set clear boundaries, it's important to let children develop their own sense of responsibility as well. You can also use I statements when communicating with your children. By this we mean you want yourself to reinforce feelings and needs rather than blaming and criticizing the child when something happens. So you can say, um, I would like you to do X, Y and Z or I think X, Y and Z instead of saying you did this wrong or you were supposed to do that. Another thing you can do is listen to the child's perspective. Now this is important because you can encourage the children and set to, to express their feelings and set boundaries with your children rather than just setting them on your own and making them um, unrealistic. And the way you do this is sit down with them and make it clear to them that what you're expecting, but also make sure that you both agree on it. And, and you know, if the child doesn't agree on it, get their perspective, get their thoughts, get their feelings, um, be a little bit different in your approach, be really clear on why you have those expectations. And also lead by example. So if you're expecting a certain behavior for your child, then you need to model that behavior yourself. Um, and honestly speaking, as a parenting coach, you often get children or parents of children who have grown up and maybe they're teenagers and they complain that they expect a certain type of behavior from their children, which they don't see. But actually, um, you think that did that parent themselves um, model that behavior for the child? And sometimes they haven't. So it's hard to, to then expect the child to be um, displaying that behavior. So that all comes under the first point, which is setting boundaries and having expectations. Now, moving on to the second point is to show affection and praise. Now, this is really, really important because in some cultures, it's not natural for you to show affection to children or you might find it hard to praise them because you might think that you're spoiling them. And by praise, I mean, um, you know, when they do something that's commendable, 
praise them or encourage them appropriately. So I'm not talking about spoiling them and praising them for absolutely everything that they do or things that were sort of expected. But, you know, regularly express love because this is this is the way of the Prophet, peace be upon him. This is in the hadith that you should show um, affection towards children and respect for your elders as well. So it goes both ways. And by offering praise and love to them, you can build a strong emotional connection with your children and you can also boost their self-esteem. So when, when children are quite small, when they're babies, they need that love and affection from you in order to grow into healthy adults. Another thing that I find um, during my coaching is sometimes parents say that they didn't receive that love and affection when they were children. It doesn't mean that you need to treat your children in that same way. You know, if you need coaching or counselling for that, do go out and seek that, but try and break um, that cycle and do give your own children affection and love, inshallah. The third tip is to be consistent. Now, this might sound like common sense and obvious, but since a very young age, children um, thrive on routine, which I've already said, and they need consistency in their daily routines. For the children who go to school or colleges or university, everything is set on a routine. They'll go into school, especially for when they're in nursery or kindergarten and reception, um, and quite young ages, they'll go in and very, very quickly in a matter of a couple of weeks, they'll get adjusted to the routine in the classroom and they'll know what's expected of them from a very small age. And that'll make them feel quite comfortable and it helps them to grow as, as uh, human beings. So that's something that you should also then do at home as well. So if you've got a routine, for example, um, around the salah and, and offering the prayer, make sure that you do that every single day consistently so that they know and come to expect it from you. And, and it'll also make them feel secure when they know what's coming next, okay? Another tip is to encourage independence from children. So as children grow, it's important to encourage them to be independent, but up to a certain limit. So what do I mean by that? For example, if you've always done everything in the house for them, I'm just talking about daily chores, for example, um, bathing or showering or getting their clothes ready. Sometimes we like to mother them and do it when they're quite old as well. And that's actually a bad thing. It's, it's you know, you're not teaching them anything by doing everything for them. You can, from a certain age, try and encourage them to be um, a little bit independent and start doing little tasks around the house, start doing chores around the house and start taking a little bit more responsibility for things um, that I've just mentioned. So by doing that, you can encourage them to be confident and prepare them for real life. When they're adults, you're not gonna always be there, be doing things with, for them. Um, and unfortunately, we do live in a day and age. Again, I see a lot of parents who honestly do everything for their children. You know, they'll prepare all their meals for them. And as a mom, I'm not saying don't cook the dinner for them, but if there's something that they can be helping with or something, little tasks that they can do, definitely delegate it to them. And you'd be surprised how quickly children learn as well. And as well as obviously growing independence by being able to do that. Because if you leave it too late and they've gone quite older and they're teenagers, you, there might be tasks that they'll never be able to do because they've never done them because you've always been there to do it for them. So they'll not have a clue. So you have to allow them to have this little bit of independence, make their own mistakes and learn from their own mistakes as well. Another tip is for you to stay involved. Again, this might seem common sense, but how many of us are actually involved in our children's lives? And by this, I mean, not just by sending them to school, if you do send them to school, um, but do you know what they do in school every day? Do you know who their friends are? Do you know who their teachers are? Do you know what their social activities are? Who are they hanging around with? And 
by being involved, that means that you can better understand their experiences, their expectations, and you know where to and how to support them and to guide them. If you don't know what your children are doing for half of the day or who they are hanging around with or what sort of problems they're facing on a day-to-day basis, then how can you be a good parent to them? Because then you don't know how to support them or how to guide them. So this is another really important thing that you should be doing. Another tip is to practice active listening. So what do I mean by this? How many of us tell our children that we're listening, but actually we're washing the dishes or you're busy on your phones or doing something else? So active listening is sitting down and truly listening to what they have to say. So if you are busy, be honest with them and tell them, you know, I'm doing the dishes, so I can't listen to you right now, but I will listen to you this evening and we can talk about it then. Rather than pretending that you're listening and the child will just, you know, they'll pass to you the first time, the second time, the third time, then they'll just switch off and not bother telling you at all because they'll know that actually you didn't hear what they had to say. You just were half listening and just, you know, re- replying but not really talking with them. So if you're on, if you're busy, talk to them later and when you do, sit down and give them your full attention without your phone and without other distractions. Next, you should lead by example. I've already said that children learn by um, model behaviours. We know this psychologically. So make sure that whatever you expect in your children, you're doing it yourselves first. Don't have unrealistic expectations that you've never done yourself. And then um, the child grows up and then, you know, I've had people come to me with teenagers, as I've said before, and say they're not doing X, Y and Z. And I'll ask, have you ever done that? And they'll say no, but I want them to do it. So that's quite unrealistic. And finally, find a balance. Obviously, raising children is really, really hard. It's not easy. They don't come with a manual. We have to try our best. It's really demanding as well. So you need to find a healthy balance between the parents in general, between work, between family time and between your personal time so you don't get a burnout as well so that you can be the best parent you can to your children and you can be a healthy and happy parent when you're parenting your children inshallah and remember parenting isn't an exact science what works for one family is not going to necessarily work for your family so you do what's best for your family um, obviously within the guidelines of the Quran and Sunnah um, and be flexible and adapt as you need to inshallah I hope you found these tips useful and I'll see you next time. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu.